I love that movie because it's a story of redemption. It's a story that in the midst of brokenness and hurt and deep darkness and despair, one man's Christian faith shines through and is a light to this man in the darkness. That priest in that moment is Christ to Jean Valjean. Not literally, but he is acting exactly how we are to be to this world. Now, I don't know if you uh, were watching the news this week, but there is this terrible story about what happened in Dallas. Essentially, there was this young man whose name was Botham Jean. And uh, he was gunned down in his own apartment, uh, presumably, I think, just sitting at his couch and watching the television. And it's a terrible, uh, terrible thing that happened. And the person that did it uh, has been convicted and is going to end up going to prison. And in the midst of this brokenness, in the midst of this man dying, in the midst of this woman being sentenced to prison for killing this man, <clears throat> Botham Jean's brother is given uh, an opportunity to speak at the sentencing hearing. And in his victim statement, Botham Jean's brother said, he forgives the woman in front of her. He wants the best for her and hopes that she can give her life to Christ. He said, I don't know if it's possible, but can I give her a hug, please? And then the two embrace hard. In the midst of this brokenness, in the midst of this terrible time, a light shines through that overcomes it. This next story is going to be a little hard, so bear with me. There is this Christian from Vietnam during the Vietnam War. And if you don't know, Vietnam is you know, becoming a communist nation. And if so if you get caught, not only are you going to be tortured and the like, but your faith is really going to be put to the test. So there's this Vietnam man who is a Christian, and he ends up getting caught. And he suffers for a long time in this particular encampment, in this particular prison, to the point where he is at the breaking point, to the point where he uh, gives up his faith. And he is struggling, and he is in despair, and he is hurting, and he doesn't know where else to turn. And so the, I think it's like the captain the Vietnam captain that was in charge of this Christian Vietnamese prisoner, he's like, you're going to be cleaning the latrines. And so that, that's part of what like led this man to the breaking point. So there's this point where he's cleaning the latrines and he uh, is cleaning out the garbage and he finds a piece of ripped paper that was used as toilet paper. And, he's, and as he's staring at it and looking at it, he realizes that it's a piece of scripture. That this Vietnamese captain, this communist Vietnamese captain, had been using a Bible as toilet paper. This all sounds terrible. It sounds awful. 
But this Vietnamese Christian who is tasked with the latrines on the lowest point of his life where he has broken, where he's given up his faith in God, sees this scripture. It's about hope in Jesus Christ. And he immediately breaks and begins weeping and crying. And he cleans it to the best of his ability and then hides it underneath his pillow. And he asks for latrine duty for the next six weeks. You see, in the midst of this terrible predicament, in the midst of these terrible, awful circumstances, God is even able to use the evil actions of, 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 of broken sinners, even using the scripture itself as toilet paper to bring hope to his people. The people of Israel have a long and sordid history. I was telling our Sunday school class about it this morning, of they're praising God and everything is great and they love him and they kind of like fall into, you know, good times and then they kind of, you know, slowly but surely like fall away from God and then surely eventually something terrible happens and they get conquered or they get broken and then they lament and God and they call out to God in the midst of their oppression and God sends somebody to come and help them and to rescue them and eventually they're back up here to where they're praising God and then the cycle happens again and eventually they fall away and eventually they're broken and conquered and eventually they call out to God in a time of lamentation and God sends somebody and then they praise God at what has happened. And over and over and over and over again in scripture, this happens. They're conquered by Assyria. They're exiled. Babylon is their new master. Persia is their new master. Alexander the Great comes sweeping in. Rome ruled the peasants with a heavy hand and taxation. Would Israel be no more? Would, are they finally stuck in this time of lamentation? Even their faith, religiously, the Sadducees and the Pharisees were in control and also oppressed the population through the yoke of a heavy-handed theology. Hundreds of laws needed to be followed every day. False theology, as we learned about last week as well, was also propagated. In the midst of this brokenness and in the midst of this darkness and in the midst of where it seems like nothing good is ever going to happen again, the cry of God is heard from a baby on a dark night. A bright light shines forth and Jesus is born. Our Messiah, the one who grants us hope, the one who is our Savior, has come forth and it doesn't end there. It's not, this isn't just a whole worldwide thing like his, and that's, that's great, but we take a look at Jesus' life and just his miracles. There was a man who was tormented with demons, who was sleeping in crypts, and Christ cast them out. 
There was a woman who was bleeding for years, which brought about all manner of shunning. And Christ cures her of her ailment. There's a lame, a lame man who's made well, a man who's blind his whole life, who's cured in a moment. The point is, is that in the midst of all these terrible circumstances that these people felt, that the people of Israel felt, God does not forget his people. God does not forget us. We can keep our eyes upon the Christ, Jesus Christ, in the midst of our darkness, in the midst of our despair, and in the midst of our brokenness, and see a hope and see a light in the midst of the darkness, even if it's a small one, even if it's a small candlelight, it breaks forth and it shines through. Even if it's just a shred of scripture with excrement on it, God works miracles and God works hope in our hearts more than we can even fathom. In the midst of this brokenness that Israel was feeling, in the midst of decades and centuries of this, God shines forth. And I just want to speak to those of you who are in your own time of lamentation, who are in your own time of brokenness, who are in your own time of struggle, we can look to a greater hope than we can ever imagine. One that we can grasp onto and that we can feel and that is real. That's not fake. That's not false. But it's tangible. So tangible that we can see it in every mural and in every cross that we have in this place of the person of Christ. That we can't forget what he did or what he is doing, or what he continues to do in us. So take heart. Take hope. Winter eventually ends. Darkness does not win. And hope overcomes all of our despair in the person of our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, we come before you and we thank you. We thank you even though we've been unfaithful. We thank you even though sometimes it seems like darkness threatens to consume us. We thank you in times of trouble and in times of good. And God, we just ask that you would shine in our hearts today. That when it seems like we are on the edge, when we're ready to give up, that God you would help us to grasp onto you and to look at that one single light that might be shining in the darkness. And God, help us to also be that light shining in the darkness. To be that priest to the Jean Valjeans of the world. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.